Welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast, where we're listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Kuntz. This was a sermon entitled, Fight Fear with Love, Truth, and Cheer. It was preached from our pulpit here, October 25th of 2020. We, of course, invite you to come visit us on a Sunday, 9.30 a.m. for Sunday school, and then, of course, 11 o'clock for worship service. We're located at 310 Randolph Road in Kansas City, Missouri, just outside of Clay Como. And now here's Pastor Philip Kuntz with Fight Fear with Love, Truth, and Cheer. Okay, let's now turn to the book of Luke, chapter 2. And this is going to sound funny. This is the reason why I asked uh, this is the reason why I asked her to pick out a Christmassy song. And it, it may sound unfitting in the middle of July to uh, have a Christmassy song, and it is a Christmassy song. I mean, let's be honest. However, you can go and, and tell about Jesus Christ all year long. And let's also be honest, uh, the people talk about Christmas in July, do they not? <laughs> Christmas in July, they say. So let's talk about that for just a second. As we're going to read Luke chapter 2, 8 through 20, which sounds like a lot, but when you read it, it doesn't really take that long to talk about. So we're going to turn to the book of Luke real quick, chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. If you turn with me and stand on the ring of his words, most of you already are. You're just waiting for the pastor to get to kicking, so I will. Luke 2, 8 through 20 says, And in the same area there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flocks by night. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were very afraid. But the angel said to them, Listen, do not fear, or fear not, as so often we're used to hearing it being said. For I bring to you good news of great joy, which will be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find the baby wrapped in strips of cloth or swaddling clothes, as you know, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was within the angel a company of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Then the angels went away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to each other, let us now go to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came hurrying and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they made widely known the word which was told of them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that had, they had heard and seen as it had been told them. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. Can you imagine what it must have looked like? Can you imagine that? How wonderful it must have been to see that child. They went to tell it. They went to go tell it upon the mountain. Oh, it must have been wonderful. It must have been wonderful to go tell everyone that Christ had come. And that's what they were told to do. So it is now July. You can probably tell by the heat. It's very much July. And some celebrate Christmas in July. I don't know anything that's more un-Christmassy than the uh, weather of July. It's very un-Christmassy. But uh, for many years... 
For many years, I taught children about going and telling people about Christ for many, many years. Uh, now, I can't tell. Is this, is this loud enough for everybody? Is this here? Is this good? Is it? Okay, good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, my ears are a little, you know, disputed up here. So uh, for many years, I taught children about a song about going and telling people about the Lord. And about listening. So I'm going to quickly sing you that song. <laughs> and I apologize if you don't want to hear it, but here you go. The song went like this. It went, stop and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Stop and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. He forgave my sins and he saved my soul. He cleansed my heart and he made me whole. So stop and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Go and tell the story of the Christ of Calvary. Go and tell the story of the Christ of Calvary. He'll forgive your sins and he'll save your soul. He'll cleanse your heart and he'll make you whole. So go and tell the story of the Christ of Calvary. And that, my friends, is what we are to do. Oh, you can clap if you want, but <laughs> the fact is, is we are to go and tell the story of Christ. Every single day we are to go. And that, by the way, is the title of today's song. No, not go, because I'd see people just right out the door. But the, the title of today's uh, sermon is Go Tell. Go Tell. And now you can see why I wanted that song. Go Tell. Today, I have to ask you a question. The question is, are you born again? Are you born again, a born again disciple of Christ? If so, you need to go and tell the story. Go and tell the story. I, I, I'm going to tell you, sister, where you at, sister Gloria? There you are, right back there in front of me. Uh, you picked the perfect song, my song, my favorite, favorite song. I love to tell the story. That is the perfect song. No one told you to pick that, did they? Except the Holy Spirit. Boy, what a wonderful song. I love to tell the story. I was wanting to mention that anyway. I love to tell the story of unseen things above. Boy, what a perfect song, especially for this sermon. That is what we're to do, to go tell the story of Jesus Christ. And God told his disciples, which you are, by the way, he told his disciples, his 12, to go and tell the story. Jesus said this to his disciples. He sent them to go tell everyone. In Mark 16, 15 through 16, he said this. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, every creature means every person. I don't want to see you going over the fence and talking to your neighbor's dog, okay? Every creature means every single person, okay? Go tell every creature, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. He who does not believe will be condemned. Now, a lot of times people say, well, God loves everyone, so therefore everyone's going to go to heaven. No, 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 no. That's the shame of it. He does love everyone. That's true. But we are to go and tell, share joyfully, to share joyfully the good news. Pastor, you're telling me something we know. Well, that, that's great. But here's what happens so often. We don't share the good news of the Lord because we get so used to it that we have it. But we need to share it with everyone. We need to share it with everyone. Not just actions. You know, I have people I know and love. And by the way, I've been guilty of it too in the past. I've been guilty of it to talk about Jesus here and there and then act unchristianly. How can you do that? You can't be lukewarm one minute, I love Jesus, the next minute say all sorts of ungodly things. If you have Facebook, you've seen people do it. 
they'll post something about, we need to live and love Jesus. And two seconds later, four letter words, and I'm out doing this and that. I've seen it. I've seen it. After I became a pastor, you know, they, they started putting up this thing about memory. Memory on Facebook about things you did 12 years ago or whatever. I must admit, I've said before, it embarrassed me to look back at some of the ornery, no, not filthy necessarily, but ornery things I said that were lukewarm. They were lukewarm. I'm a little lukewarm right now. But I'm talking about, uh, it, they were lukewarm. A little bit of flesh, and it wasn't right. And God really showed me, Philip, you've not always been spiritually correct. And we can't be that way. We just can't do it. We're to go and tell the story of Christ. Now, what does this mean? What does this mean to go and tell the story? Well, first of all, talking about the gospel, even in the word gospel, the word go starts off the whole thing. Go tell the gospel. We're not talking about you have to go to every street corner and tell the stories of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about that. But even by our actions, people can see Christ in you. Just earlier today, was it you? One of you all was saying how you, you were, yeah, it was you. You were talking about how you could feel Christ and others. You can feel the Holy Spirit. And I feel it in my brothers and sisters in Christ all the time. It, yeah, but you know they're saved. Yeah, but even when you don't, you know. You know that you know when you get to know them. You get to see them and you can feel it. You can feel it. The gospel, we are to spread it. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It is for everyone. The Greek means everyone who's not Jewish. You remember Jesus Christ came, he was a Jew. And that means Jewish in uh, his flesh, in his body. But then to the Greek, oh, so you have to be from Greece. No, it means everyone who's not Jewish. In other words, to everyone, to everyone, to everyone. Second Timothy 4, 1 through 2. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. That's right. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all patience and teaching. We are to continue to keep on keeping on, to teach in the word. But I like this part where it says to reprove, rebuke, and exhort. I know a lot of Christians personally who love to rebuke. They do. They love to cut down, tear, step on, dance on. I've seen people who, who love to get the word of God and say, let me tell you something. And they stomp all over them. But they don't like to exhort. They don't like to build up. They don't like to preach the gospel with love. No, 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 no. You think if they could, they'd be using this Bible like a sword. We're to use the sword against the enemy, not against the people around us. This is not to go around, boom, busting people in the noggin with it. This is not what this is for. This is to let people know that Christ loves you. Not that Christ wants me to thump you, but you would think that's what people would want to do. That's not what the gospel is about. Let me tell you what Jesus told me to do. Boom. No, 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 no. Christ wants to save. He wants to save. But who would want to come to know Jesus Christ if he thought that Jesus wanted to knock you out? He didn't want to knock you out. He wants to wash you out. He wants to wash us out with love and compassion. Luke 4, 43, but he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For this is why I was sent. 
He was sent for this reason and he knew it. And this is why he lives within us. So we know, we know we are to go tell. But we have a problem. Some don't tell. Some don't go tell. Some behave embarrassed to tell. Some do that. Others are distracted by the flesh. And I understand this. I get this. You know, I understand. Uh, they want to go tell everything. Everything but the gospel. And, and all of us have, have been distracted. All of us have been distracted before. Everything but the gospel they want to tell. Uh, or they want to tell everything plus the gospel. Uh, and so this leaves a horrible example, a horrible example of the Lord God. They, uh, they want to be a testimony, a witness of the Lord God uh, and of Christ. But also, this leaves a horrible testimony of Christ uh, into the world around us. They want to go around and tell everybody everything they've ever heard about everyone else. And so we're to go and tell about the gospel, but instead people are going to tell about gossip. And this is not a good thing. This is what a lot of people are doing. Because let's be honest, the word go is also in gossip. And this is what a lot of us suffer from when we get into the flesh. And uh, all of us, if we're honest with ourselves, all of us have suffered from this at some point in our lives. And we're going to talk about that for just a split second. And I say split second, it's a little more than that. But uh, first of all, before we get into that, before I get into this, women, hang on, hang on, hang on for a second. This is not just about women. This is not just a problem for the fairer sex. This is a problem for human beings. And believe it or not, men are human beings. They don't always act it, but they are human beings. Men gossip too. But let's look at the word gossip for a minute. In the Old Testament Hebrew, gossip means one who reveals secrets, one who goes about as a talebearer or a scandal monger. Scandal monger. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. A gossip uh, or a gossiper is a person who has privileged information or a secret, privileged information about people and proceeds to reveal that information to those who have no business knowing it. Maybe you've been that kind of person in the past. And what you've done before today doesn't matter. It's what you do from now on. Don't gossip anymore. You could have been a gossip your whole life, but after today, you can throw that away. You don't have to gossip anymore. You may have the want to, but you don't have the need to. The Holy Spirit can help you with that. You really can. Maybe you don't even realize that you are, or maybe you do and you don't want to admit it. But the fact is, is if you have that uh, urge to, that nudge to do those things, stop. Stop it today. This is what it says. Uh, there's a couple of different ways. We're going to look at this in three different ways of gossiping. There is the intent of gossips. A gossiper often, they have the goal to build themselves up by making others look bad and exalting themselves as some kind of master of knowledge. Maybe you've known those kind of people. Maybe you've been that kind of person. I don't know. But some people want to be known as the master of knowledge. I say let's quit worrying about that and be the master of the knowledge of the Lord God and his word. Let's not worry about those other things. That stuff doesn't matter. It's going to come go. Just like all sorts of other things, it doesn't matter. The second is the type of information shared. Gossipers speak of the faults and failings of others or revealing potentially embarrassing or shameful details. This doesn't mean they're not always true, but they might uh, share uh, shameful details regarding the lives of others without their knowledge or approval. 
Even if they don't mean any harm, it's still gossip and it hurts and it can't be done by brothers and sisters of Christ. It must not be done. We're to build up, not to tear down. And too often people have been guilty of this. It could destroy things. And then there's the last one. And this is my own wordings. There is the smorgasbord gossip. Smorgasbord gossip, combining every kind of elaborate tale that can be told to make them look amazing, destroying others with very little to no truth of the cherry on top. I've known it. I've been a part of it. And by a part of it, I mean I've been one of the people, just like you have, just like all people have, we've been one of the people who's been that cherry put on top and then destroyed because of it. And when that happens, when that happens and you try to defend yourself like, oh, there must be truth to it or they wouldn't try to defend themselves, right? Yeah, I'm sure you've had that done with you before. But you know what? It's okay because God knows the truth. But the fact of the matter is, is I really feel sorry for the gossip because deep down, and we've all been guilty at some point or another in our life, but deep down, we should not be worried about going and telling those things. The, the fact is we should be going around telling the gospel truth. Amen. That's what people need to be doing. You know, I have a sign out here. I have a sign out here above our door that says love is spoken here. But if I had one uh, thought that this church became a gossiping church, one that was spreading those types of things, I would take that sign down and lock it away because I don't want this church to be thought of that way. I've known churches that way before, and I better not hear about it. That's all i got to say about it. I don't want that at all. We are to be spreading the gospel truth of Christ, and that is it. And if you ever find yourself wanting to spread things that is not to be spread, don't. Don't. Go tell the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will tell you to go away from that temptation and go tell the story of Christ, not something that will destroy lives, because it does more than that. It does more than destroy their name. It destroys lives, and it destroys eternities. You say, how could it destroy an eternity? Because the world hears about it. And yes, it's true. It is true. Oh, it's true that everybody makes their own decisions. But when they hear of these decisions, besides the fact you can destroy relationships, you can destroy relationships with God. Oh, I heard about those people. Okay, I know. Everybody makes their own choices. I, I know, I know, I know how it works. Everybody makes their own choices. Well, it's not my fault they, make, they chose not to follow God. It's not my fault that they chose not to do those things. Ah, but we're not to give them a seed. They make their own decisions. But we're not to help them with that. We're not to be used to Satan. We're to be used of God. Listen to some of the things that are said here. It's said a lot, and I won't read them all, but I'll read you some of them. Ooh, it's hot in here. <laughs> it says, 1 Timothy 5.13. Besides that, they learn to be idle they learn to be idle and not only idle, wandering around from house to house, but also gossips and busybodies saying that they saying what they ought not. It says that it says in James 1, 26, if anyone among you seems to be religious, it does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart. This man's religion is in vain. Now, why do I say this? 
I say this not because a person isn't a Christian, because everybody has faults. Everybody has faults. I've not met one person in the world who doesn't have a fault, except for Christ. But everybody, did I lock that door? Well, let me give you a key. Uh, everybody has a fault. Even me, I know that's hard to believe. But everybody has a fault. But the thing is, don't let that be an excuse to give in to the fault. Don't let that be an excuse to give in to the fault. Because that fault, whether it be uh, fraudulent speaking, whether it be gossip or other things, can be used as Satan to destroy the name of Christ. And we're not to do that. Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building up, that it may give grace to the listeners. I love to tell you I've never said things I shouldn't have. Boy, that would be a lie, unfortunately. I've said all sorts of things that should never have come out of a man of God's mouth. That should never have come out of a good person's mouth. Especially when I've been all drugged up. Talking about going through medical situations. Especially when I've been upset. Just like I'm sure you have too. Thank God that he saved us by grace. Thank God that he forgives us. But the witness thereof has been hurt. And thank goodness we have people who forgive. Thank goodness for that. Maybe you can remember things you said. And maybe you think, oh... I don't know if I can ever forgive myself. Well, you need to. You need to. You need to because Christ has. And we're not better than Christ. So if Christ can, for, can forgive us, then we need to forgive us. You may say, but you haven't forgiven yourself. No, I, I forgive myself. I just haven't forgotten what happened because I can learn from that. I can learn from that. I mean, there are so many other scriptures. I'll skip some of them, but I will say this. Proverbs eleven thirteen, a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals the matter. Or Proverbs sixteen twenty eight, a perverse man sows strife, but a whisperer separates the best of friends. Keep it quiet, folks. I'm not talking about revealing something of danger, but at the same time, why would you want to hurt people intentionally? I don't understand that. One of my favorite shows, I'm not saying I like everything about it, but it's, I, I've quoted it to you probably a million times, but I like on All in the Family. I love whenever Archie Bunker would look at people and say, shut up, use. Many a times when I've been tempted to say something I ought to say, I look in the mirror of my soul and I want to say something I shouldn't. I say, shut up, use, talking to myself. I say, you're right, you're right. And you know who's really saying it? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit looks at me and says, shut up, you. When the Holy Spirit says to shut up you, you better listen. Because what comes after that is horrible repercussions. And you better listen, because you'll be sorry if you don't. And then what are you going to say? I couldn't help myself. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Yes, you could too. The words, this is Psalm 18.8, the words of a talebearer are as wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the body and they do to the heart, to the soul, to the gut. They make you sick, they hurt you. Proverbs 20, 19, he who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets, therefore do not meddle with him who flatters with his lips. Listen now, that's Satan, not just Satan, but many people in your lives, I've been ignorant enough to do that thinking, well, maybe this time is better. <laughs> no, no. Holy Spirit tries to tell you, but you keep thinking, well, maybe I, maybe, maybe this time my big heart knows more. Then the Holy Spirit, no, 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 it doesn't. 
Proverbs 26, 20. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. So where there is no tailbearer, the strife ceases. Stay away from tailbearer. Stay away. Put out that fire. Now I'm going to read this Titus 3, 1 and 2. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey them, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, not to be contentious, but gentle humility toward everyone. And I'm saying this to you because one of the things I've been guilty of in the past, and I got to work on it from this day on, speaking horrible about people in Congress and other things, can't do that. Now, if it's true, it's one thing, but even in that, don't let yourself get involved. I've been guilty of it. Speaking truth is one thing, but sometimes it's not truth. I've seen it here in this church too, but one thing we cannot do is allow our emotions, I've done it. We allow our emotions to get the better of us and we can't be tailbearers in that situation. We can't do it. Second Corinthians 12, 20, for I fear, and this is Paul speaking, for I fear that when I come, I shall not find you such as I wish and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish. I fear there are debates, envying, wrath, strife, backbiting, whispering, arrogance, and disorder. I pray and hope to God in our own lives and in the church, there will not be these things of gossip and things going around in our lives. And you know what? Holy Spirit will help us if there is. I know that in my life there are times that I want to say things I shouldn't. And this isn't just about gossip. This is things that go in my mind. There's things I want to say and I've allowed to come out at times and the Holy Spirit says, stop. There's times I've listened and there's times I haven't. And when I haven't listened, what happens? Strife. What happens? Irritation. What happens? Sadness. What happens? I feel ashamed. And I don't need to do that anymore because we can get up and go from here today. And instead of going and telling gossip, instead of going and telling these things, instead of going and saying these things in our mind and in our heart and all these things, we can go from here and tell the gospel in our hearts, tell the gospel to the world, tell the gospel by our actions, by our souls to everyone around us. Let them see Christ living in us. Let them see it. Let them know it, that Christ loves you, loves them, and loves of Christ is spoken here and here and here and everything about us. Amen. Let us now turn to 1 Timothy verse 7. First Timothy verse 7 through verse 14. And you'll see why one of the songs I had my mother, even though a lot of y'all didn't know it very well, <laughs> you're going to hear it right in these verses. And forgive me if I start singing that song. <laughs> I may not be able to help myself. First Timothy. Did I say first Timothy? I lied to you by accident. Second Timothy chapter one, verses seven through 14. You're supposed to be able to read my mind, you know. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 through 14 says this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. 
We have self-control. We don't have to do the things we want to do. So do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me. Remember, there's Paul talking. His prisoner, but share in the sufferings of the gospel by the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not by our works, but by his own purposes and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles, for these things I suffer. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. Follow the pattern of sound teaching, which you have heard from me, and the faith and love that is in Christ Jesus. Guard the treasure that was committed to you, through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You know, we have a duty. We have a duty as soldiers of Christ to go and tell the people. And the reason why I spoke of gossip today is not because there's any accusations to anyone in particular. The reality is, I know how the devil works. <laughs> I know how he's worked on me and on you. He wants to destroy it. It has nothing to do with you. He wants to destroy the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? He wants to destroy that name. And so therefore, he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your reputation. He wants to destroy my reputation. He wants to destroy the reputation of the church. Not just a moment of truth. Bible Baptist Church at 310 Randolph Road. He wants to destroy the reputation of the entire church of God. So therefore, if he can tempt a pastor to sleep out of wedlock or tempt a pastor to steal or tempt a pastor to curse or tempt a pastor to give in to these temptations or tempt a secretary to do something wrong or tempt the song leader to do something she shouldn't do to gossip or do something else or tempt this woman or tempt that woman or tempt that man or tempt that man and the people of the area know about it and speak about it and by the way they're gossiping too when they do that and they start doing those things then all of a sudden all of a sudden the, the, the gossip around the area starts destroying the name of Jesus Christ. So we are not to be giving in to the gossip, but if they're going to gossip about you, let it be the gossip about the fact that you are of the gospel. And that is what we're to be about. Amen? I know how it is. I know how it is. My name has been spoken poorly of at times, but I'm not going to feed into it. I'm not going to feed into it. There's times I want to. Oh, there's been times I want to. There's been times I want to say so many things, and I'm unfortunately, there's times I have. But there's other times that I say, well, Lord God, give me strength, Lord God. Let me not speak my word. Let me speak your word. Let your word come out of me. And even when people say things that make me want to go off like a Popeye cartoon, let me not do it. Let me get into your word and let you speak through me because I can't do it on my own. Whew. It says in 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26, the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, 
but must be gentle toward all people, able to teach, patient, and gentleness, instruction, or excuse me, instructing those in opposition. I want to stop here for just a second. This is something people need to think about. Well, what if people come to you and they don't agree with you? Well, listen to what it says. Instructing those in opposition, those who are the opposite of you. We're not to yell at them. We're not to scream at them. We're not to say, you agree with me, I'm going to bust you in the mouth. We're not to do that at all. We're not to gossip about them. We, listen to what it says. In gentleness, instructing those in opposition. Perhaps God will grant them repentance to know the truth. We're not to hate the people of the world. We're to love them. Doesn't mean you agree with them. Doesn't mean, well, because we love them, we got to say they're right. No, 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 no. We're to love them. We're to speak to them and let the Holy Spirit speak through you. That's how we're to do it. And they, it's verse 26 now, and they may escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Don't you see? They're caught in a trap and they can't walk out. But we are to love them, baby. We're to love them. We're to let the Holy Spirit reach through and grab them out. Don't you see? That's what we're to do. That's what we're to do. I could go on and on with all sorts, all sorts of scriptures, but I won't. You know what you're to do. You're to go and tell it on a mountain. You're to tell it on the internet. You're to tell it on the phone. You're to tell it on your computer. You're to tell it to your family. You're to tell it to your neighbors. You're to tell it to the children through Bible school. You're to tell it to all people through your actions, through your words, through your love, through everything. Tell, tell, tell. Not just tell, but show, show, show. And let them know, know, know what is right and what is wrong. We, my dear brothers and sisters, must go tell the good news, not gossip, but the gospel. Not the bad news of sin, of the world, but the good news of God's word. But pastor, don't you see all the things going on in the world? Yes, I do. That doesn't mean you pretend it's not happening, but we don't focus on that because there's enough people to do it. They could turn on CNN or whatever else, but we're going to focus on the truth of God's word and let that come through us. And the last scripture we're going to focus on in this, we've already read, but we're going to read it now through a different uh, book. And that is Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Take this with you. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Christ does not leave us. He's always with us. And even though sometimes we're tempted to focus on the negativity of the world, we're not to do that. Focus on Christ. Go and share his word no matter what. And he'll be with us. Amen. Amen. And let's bow in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. I pray, Lord, for the abundance of love and abundance of good news to share to the world around us. First, I pray, Lord God, from this moment on, that every single one of us, that you will help us through the Holy Spirit to remove the negativity of the bad news that Satan tries to manipulate us with. That we will pray for those. If we hear things 
and there's temptation, that we will pray for those that we hear about. And Lord God, I pray that we lift them up to you. It's not to say, Lord God, that we're to ignore it like it's not happening. But Lord God, that we will pray for your will upon them and that they will follow you. But that we will also follow you and that your gospel truth be shared. And Lord God, that's what I pray for. I pray for your gospel truth to be shared to the whole world today. And that all people will turn away from the gossip and disgust of this world and turn towards your truth. I pray all of this in your holy name. And I pray for everyone who's listening and watching and hearing. And I pray, Lord, they be touched by you. I pray this in your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen.